Who Wants to Live Forever, I believe Freddie Mercury once proclaimed. Yes, we're going to talk about Immortals, Phoenix Rising. With me to do that, Jesse Gomez. Hello. Matt Perslow. Hello. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast, an absolute treasure trove of treats, um, delights, and us. Um, and according to some people on Spotify, the most listened to podcast of the year, which is... Who would have thought that? That's pretty yeah. impressive. I don't I don't have my stats that because I just don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. It's yeah. not how I roll in mm, life. Fair um, enough. And it most definitely wouldn't be ours because I would not want <laughs> to listen to myself <laughs> for an hour. Um, I teased it. Let's just do it. Let's jump straight in. Let's talk about Immortals Phoenix Rising. We've talked about it quite a bit in the run-up, because it feels like we've had about 20 preview events of this game up until this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we, we were in the prestigious uh, stance of being able to do it for IGM first. So Exactly. I mean, Matt, you've probably played this game more than anyone before <laughs> release that's not at actual Ubisoft. I think, I think I did like 12 hours in total. That is like, I, did three, I did three preview events for it insane i so i did a lot of videos and did a preview at e3 last year but i hadn't actually played a second of the game up until uh now so huh? and up until this point i've only i've only played an hour so uh yeah, i think not... jesse you've played a bit more haven't you i've put about six or seven hours into it at the moment oh okay you're, you're a decent chunk in matt yeah. i believe you're you haven't yet started no no i am 82 hours deep into Assassin's Creed Valhalla now. Oh, okay. Uh, do not plan. Basically, my, my hope is that in the next few days before uh, a certain game that ends in 2077 comes out, I'm hoping <laughs> to at least get the main story of Valhalla done. But because I didn't really pace myself properly, I was 100%ing every area. And oh, then wow. I think I got to like maybe three days ago and... I was talking to Cardi because Cardi has now finished it about how much mm-hmm. I've got left. I realise I've got quite a few kingdoms to do, and I want to get at least the storyline out of the way because I don't want it spoiled. And if Cyberpunk yep. comes out, I've then got two colossal games I'm trying to mainline at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah that was my my whole plan was to finish it before Cyberpunk, and I did it a whole ten days in advance, which I was, you know, you know. Mm. very glad i did mm. uh, but that's a long-winded way of saying that exactly. i haven't played immortals yet but yeah. i have played a lot of immortals previously <laughs> it's not exactly. the final build see i'm caught in this in between where i have immortals i've played like roughly just under an hour i'm still in the first area yeah i like i like it i think it's absolutely fine it hasn't grabbed me by the hair and gone come this way i'm gonna <laughs> treat you to 50 hours of a good time that sounds really um, violent don't know if that happens to you every now and then but used to happen to me a lot um but just i don't know i kind of am at this point where i could sink 10 15 hours into it this week mm. but then i know cyberpunk is out next week and i'm gonna drop everything to play mm-hmm. cyberpunk yeah that makes so sense so i don't think i don't know if i'd come back to him so i'm always tempted to put immortals on the back burner completely mm. and come back to it in the new year that's yeah. fair that's fair enough but what are you thinking yeah. yeah jesse how like do you feel you've in six to seven hours? Have you got a good chunk of it done? Do you think? Um, so I haven't really. I've got through the like tutorial section, and now the entire map has essentially opened up. But the reason why I was just so looking forward to playing it is after finishing Demon Souls, COD, and then Miles, I just wanted something kind of relaxing to play. And when I booted up Immortals, I kind of did a something I, I don't usually do, which is just slap the game on the easiest difficulty. 
because you have normal. I thought you were saying physically. <laughs> yeah, just fucking bang up the game. But no, you have normal, easy, and then you have story mode. And in my head, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and I, it was the same thing with Assassin's Creed. Like it's a, it's a beautiful game regarding Assassin's Creed, and I wanted to play it, but just on the normal difficulty, it's such a long game. I feel like I don't want to put you know 30 to 60 hours in a game anymore and have it be challenging when it comes to those big open world games i just kind of want to relax so i put on the easiest difficulty and i'm just having a really good time just Uh it's it's a relaxing experience where you can kind of just breeze through most of the enemies some of the bosses are a little you know challenging still as what you would expect but just being able to explore the golden isle which is you know the entirety of this really colorful map and just have a bit of a kind of like just a little chill vibe session when you're playing it it's it's what i'm enjoying the most i suppose like putting in story mode doesn't make the puzzles any less challenging does it Are you still getting no getting i think I'm, yeah i believe the puzzles are still the same like from what i played in the preview event and this is just the mortals as a whole I, I don't think uninspired is the correct word but if you've played breath of the wild you kind of know what you're getting into here if if you enjoyed it as well then you're getting kind of the similar experience but now it's just mm-hmm. with a greek coat of paint on it um but it, it still doesn't mean that the game isn't fun. I'm still enjoying it. You know, so the world is super pretty. So what you're saying pretty. is that the story... So it's not like Assassin's Creed where it gives you... Do Because you, Assassin's Creed has three sets of difficulty levels yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. for exploration, combat, and... Mm. Is it for puzzles? Or is yeah. It's not actual... Uh, isn't it? it might, it's yeah. exploration, combat, and then... It, is it, there's something else, right? So, I know there is there a is. third one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's exactly the same system that they invented for Tomb Raider because Tomb Raider's got like different difficulty settings for different aspects of the game so mm-hmm. it's not like that is it for immortals jesse is it just a flat you choose what difficulty you want for the entire game it's it's weird because when i was looking at the options because it does give you like a little description as to what and i believe it mentions puzzles but from when i'm playing it i don't see any hints that are being offered as i'm playing through puzzles i mean take... I, I, I could be wrong though but... mm-hmm. they might mm-hmm. be taking stages out of the puzzles to make them oh yeah easier. yeah potentially and and that's the thing like despite me because whenever i play a game i kind of have it in my mind that i need to play it on normal or at least the harder difficulty because that's what i don't know developers intended because that's what that's how the game was developed to but when it comes to these big open world games and i think i'm going to make an exception for cyberpunk just because that's more of a different game compared to the standard ubisoft formula which is why i'm do i did the same with assassin's creed as well i haven't got that far into it i've only put like two hours into assassin's creed but i slapped it all on easy because i just i don't i don't see the appeal anymore of me putting 60 to 100 hours into a game when mm. i want to explore these worlds but just have it be a more relaxing and easy experience i, I kind of get that i would say with valhalla like even on normal it's an easy game i say like i think in about 70 hours i died about four times and that's not even <laughs> me bragging like yeah, it's yeah. quite hard to die in that game I right think. unless like you deliberately go up against a, an enemy that's 200 levels high yeah, and, and you're not you're not blocking I, or anything like that yeah i think like definitely my play style has meant that i've died very little because i 100 percent all the areas which means mm. that i'm getting a lot of skill points right, right, right. and skill points literally you invest them into things that increase your attack abilities and increase like the damage that yeah. you do from stealth and stuff. So but yeah, that's kind of what I wanted from Assassins. I just wanted to enjoy the story, enjoy exploring, and yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily need a challenge. And similar, yeah, similar for Immortals. Like I'm kind of in that game. Like I've played enough of it now to know the combat is absolutely fine. I think I haven't got any yeah. of the cool abilities yet, which I'm sure makes it the a abilities lot more interesting. are what makes that games combat yeah. interesting yeah. and i've barely touched those at the moment just because i'm still kind of just exploring the map so the experience i had playing the preview is very much different to how i'm playing it now where it's much more relaxed i'm just exploring the world and like you said from what you've experienced cardi the combat 
is okay the world is pretty the puzzles are fine it's mm-hmm. you know it's just <laughs> it's ubisoft's version of breath of the world and i'm happy with that because it's it still means it's fun and i'm really That's there just to explore I, um, the world to be honest those are the bits i enjoy most from breath of the world like the bits i enjoy most are exploring and the shrines and the puzzles like i think the combat in breath of the world is is good yeah. but it's not my favorite part of any zelda really is combat. Yeah, yeah. i like the puzzles and everything else in a zelda game basically yeah. um but yeah immortals i feel like people are gonna go oh it's lazy to just say it's a zelda game but it it like, it kind of this time it basically is like this yeah i, mean, I don't that, think it's that's too I... lazy a comparison to say they have looked at breath of the wild and I gone, thought that's good we make that. <laughs> yeah and that's why i said i didn't really want to use the word uninspired because i don't think it is that because it is doing its own no. thing and it's got a few and extra little bits. I don't think it's bits. a bad thing either, because if you're going to copy some things from a game, why not, in a lot of people's eyes, make it maybe the best game ever made? It's, yeah. it's but, also the case of... I know that people like to say that Breath of the Wild is this kind of incredible innovation that was on the cutting edge of gameplay yeah. design. It does lift a lot of Ubisoft ideas in the way that you open world yeah, to build. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I saw a video earlier about an hour before we came in to record that was complaining that the tower, like the, the the statues that you climb in Immortals to unlock sections of the world are just a copy of Zelda's towers. And like, Zelda's oh. towers are a straight up copy of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. Like, I think the main thing is just... I think the ability to just climb anything. Yeah, that, like, that's the selling point for me. That's why I loved Breath of the Wild, and that's why when I first played this, I was like, oh my god, that mountain, but I can climb it. Which also, sounds sad, but it's fun. Climbing mm-hmm. anything was in Assassin's Creed Origins, which was in development at the same time as Breath of the Wild. It's not mm-hmm. like right. these companies have directly copied. They're innovations yeah. that I think just come from games have to progress. And if yeah, you've yeah, yeah. been working on a series of games that was about climbing near enough anything in a in an urban environment and mm-hmm. assassin's creed 3 had already started doing the stuff where you climbed natural environments the natural progression for odyssey was that you could just climb anything yeah yeah where i feel like so ubisoft have had this what in the last month they've had watchdogs valhalla and this like mm-hmm. three open quite big open world games yeah like, and i feel like they've all kind of like valhalla is the one that's triumphed because they've all kind of suffered like suffered from each other like watchdogs launched bit underwhelming and a bit glitchy and buggy mm. valhalla came along and i think almost took people by surprise that it was as good as it is um especially when compared i think to watchdogs which was lacking yeah and now i think immortals is going to suffer the other way that it's just <laughs> yeah. not valhalla for me like, yeah that makes yeah sense. it's like i will not play immortals until probably january february at this point uh, you mm. know and i guess depending on what comes out at that point as well yeah. and that's largely because like Valhalla is very potentially my game of the year. There's, it's, mm. it's like in the top four probably at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I want to finish that. And obviously I really want to play a load of Cyberpunk. Yeah, of course. So it's kind of like I feel that they would have been better releasing it at a time when there wasn't a what is clearly one of the best games that Ubisoft has ever made has just dropped. Mm-hmm. And the most anticipated game of like the last four years is about to drop as well like i feel like i would have pushed it out a bit i'm almost like i know they're big hole and it's weird like because i don't think i've seen any other game really do this push but every sort of associated advert for this game is for stadia and the big stadia push for this game which and it's isn't that how you first experienced it really 
Like your the um, first I kind saw of demo it running was for two stadia. minutes. Yeah. Me and Matt both saw it E3 it running on Stadia for two minutes. Right, uh, right, right. <laughs> and it looked a lot more like Breath of the Wild then, which I kind of wish it still did in a way because I think the current art style is it's not for me. Like it's yeah, yeah, that in between of really nice painterly cartoon mode and an Assassin's Creed. I feel like they've just it's just now a bit generic and in between. I don't. I don't. I wish they'd kind of almost fully committed to the art cell in yeah. that original trailer, which I really liked. Um, but yeah, I haven't played enough to really judge it yet. But I ultimately think it's 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 going to be fine, and it'll it'll be fun. And and you know, I think we're missing almost that there are these massive Ubisoft open world games like Watch Dogs, like Valhalla, that are quite hard eighteens. And yeah, yeah. this is a kids like a family friendly version of these games, yeah. which are it's good for a lot of people especially this is on switch as well which i haven't actually seen how it runs on switch i've, I've seen some well, bad imagery of how this well, uh, port looks you know, on the switch even if it runs fine on switch <laughs> yeah like, yeah there's not apart from zelda there's no other games like this really on switch yeah exactly but. and i think the only issue i really have with this is that it doesn't have the um like uh the, the really large wide spaces that you might find in breath of the wild mm-hmm. and stuff because everything's fairly compact in immortals but yeah. i'm still enjoying you know climbing everything and stuff but i, I like it, it's it's gonna sound like a the, dumb comparison i like the lord I, of the rings feeling of breath of the wild where it's just large wide open spaces mm-hmm. immortals doesn't have that yeah the way i was describing it at preview level is, is basically that world is carpeted in puzzles like mm. everywhere you go is something to yeah. solve basically and that's true i i think that's really good gameplay design in terms of i think this year ubisoft has done very very well for bang for your buck in terms of like watchdogs maybe doesn't have quite the amount of activities to do but has a lot of interesting systems to play around with if you you know aren't bored of the the slightly dull side of that game yeah but assassin's creed one of the best bang for your bucks that i've ever played like i'm 80 mm-hmm. hours in i still feel like i'm discovering new elements to that game I, do you think you're without obviously not gonna spoil valhalla mm-hmm. or do you think the end is in sight for you so i've had to <laughs> in to, general yeah, yeah so <laughs> i've got to a point where it says you can go and finish the game if you want which i assume oh, is okay i assume that starts a set of mission chains it's not just like one mission it's over mm. by what i know of the world i think i've still probably if i started that it'd be 10 hours until i finished i feel mm-hmm. i don't know but um yeah. there's a lot of that map to uncover and i very very much like that game so i yeah. will do yeah. it all yeah i i mean i probably extended my playtime in that game by about five hours with photo mode so mm-hmm. you could probably do it quicker and i've i've just got some such nice photos from the <laughs> end bit of that game which i'm not i'm not going to sh- share anytime soon because yeah. they're quite spoilery but i just really want to show people because they look very nice uh, <laughs> i'll get there but, eventually like the moment this podcast is over i'm going and playing like uh, every I, waking moment at 5 p.m matt you've got another like Hold half on. hour what, at least of work what podcast have we Exposed. done recently that ever lasted that <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see i'm gonna end it deliberately short now so right now um yeah well that's it you know i think Immortals ultimately yeah it looks fun i'm looking forward to playing more but like i said it won't be for a while so probably hear from us again about it in about a month <laughs> or two <laughs> it'll also because... be a classic uh ubisoft thing in that like the sequel will be the special one do you oh. think it, I'm very interested to see, like Ubisoft games tend to sell well mm-hmm. mm. tend to 
Uh, also, but... this is this is offering Breath of the Wild to people that don't have a Switch. And yeah, the, there yeah. are people that don't have Switch that want this sort of game, and they'll exactly. play it. And if you don't have maybe the bar set of, of the mm-hmm. kind of freedom of Breath of the Wild, this is a very good alternative. Yeah, to yeah that Especially when you've not got... There's no big Nintendo game mm-hmm. right. in the last few months or in the next few months as far as we know. Well, yeah. the, there was Age of Calamity, but that's not yeah. quite that, that's the That's not same, what the right? Breath of the Wild people want to play, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, no, it's it's a very specific thing, isn't it? But yeah, it, I'm, I'm interested to see how well that game does because yeah, they've released I think at a terrible time, but it does offer something different at the same time to mm. everything else. And so, that yeah. season pass does like for the mm-hmm. for its first expansion just turns the game into a Chinese mythology, and you play as like a Chinese yeah. kid, and that's cool. And then its next DLC drop is like it turns it into Diablo. It's got ideas that I want to see come to yeah. fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. Um, that's another grain of on the path of my theory that the next Assassins is set in China. Oh, I'd love that. That would like, be if fantastic. It is, if it's Three Kingdoms, I'll be very pleased. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, don't want any. I've got no evidence for that. So if anyone at Ubisoft mm-hmm. wants to see me, I, it's just a complete guess on my part. Uh, also wishful thinking. But um, Matt, you've also somehow found time to play Demon Souls. Well, not as much as Jesse, and this is partially <laughs> I. I'll introduce this section, then we can flow into Jesse. So yeah. I had the week off last week because it was my mm-hmm. birthday. And thank you very much to everybody that put a, a happy birthday message on the Facebook page. Only check oh. Facebook once a year for exactly <laughs> for this reason. It was lovely to see people actually care. Um, but yeah, so I'd sort of planned to play a bunch of Demon Souls through that week. and was just so engrossed by Valhalla. And also I played all of Call of Duty and all of Miles Morales in that week. Um, so well, I, give us a little, give us your little mini reviews quickly. Okay, like. uh, Call of Duty really, really liked. I went in mm-hmm. thinking that I wouldn't particularly get on so much with this one because I've not been a huge fan of Black Ops in the past. I thought it was a really, really cool idea to have. It basically is a 1980s version of Infinite Warfare, and I think Infinite mm-hmm. Warfare is one of my favorite Call of Duties. I think it's an absolute blast. So I liked it. I think the side missions that you unlock through uh, getting the the evidence don't quite live up to what they I feel could like be. they maybe yeah, had yeah. bigger ideas for those but they yeah. either didn't have time or reason mm-hmm. to actually do what they wanted yeah but the the berlin mission at checkpoint charlie absolutely fantastic that was like really sne- cool sneaking around in berlin with a silence pistol that's reminds Just me, so remind me of, of golden eye that's what I was well, it reminds of. me a lot of the there's a mission in call of duty world war Two where you play as a french resistance yeah uh, that, yeah yeah like reminds me a lot of that. I love the one where you know there's a one later where you're in the the KGB uh, headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> All of that stuff I thought was great. I think it yeah. tells a really really good Cold War spy drama. And I like because it's only like four or five hours long. It's paced like a movie. Yeah, which is also <laughs> the thing that I love about Miles Morales is that because that's a shorter game, it's paced like an MCU movie, mm. and 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 that means it's it's great. And the fin- the final battle in Miles Morales without saying so what's going on, yeah. has the best camera work I've ever seen in a video game. Like, and better than what I think God of War achieved. The way that mm. camera spins around you while you're fighting, and it never gets in the way of what you're trying to do, but makes everything you do look like it was filmed by Marvel's best director, is yeah. astonishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that final battle. Like, mm-hmm. that's I've said it before more than once, that yeah, this game did such a better job at boss fights than the first one did and i liked mm. some of the boss fight like i especially liked the boss fights at the end of the first spider-man mm. yeah, yeah but this one has yeah it's it's one of those things where i know it's only a short kind of you know standalone expansion but it sets up what the next one could be 
so well and not by narrative like it has some interesting narrative threads at the end which i am very much looking forward to seeing how they resolve but as a as a gameplay design it's it's starting to get away from like i think spider-man one sort of is a seven out of ten that's dressed up as a nine out of (laughs) ten um because it's it's quite repetitive and it's very simple in the way it's it's open world is designed Mm. this you can see they're starting to make strides to having something a bit better than that yeah so i think spider-man 2 could be very special but yes i did demon souls play a little bit of demon (laughs) souls in which i got to essentially after you defeat the first boss it allows you to start yeah yeah yeah. after you after you defeat phalanx you're allowed to start leveling your character and then choosing where into the world of boletaria you go i've stopped there because i know that i'm not going to be able to fit it in and play it as i need to because of cyberpunk so the thing I have with Souls games is I have to get into the rhythm of them. And yeah, when yeah. I'm in the rhythm and I've got that going, I'm okay at them. But it took me three and a half hours to defeat the phalanx. <laughs> Not to actually defeat yeah. the phalanx itself. Oh, I okay. defeated that the first time that I got to it. Just to get to that point. But it took me three and a half hours to find the rhythm of that game because it's not the same rhythm as Dark Souls and it's yeah, definitely yeah. not the same nah. rhythm and as Sekiro th- or Bloodborne. That, that's the main hang-up for me. But what what kind of build have you gone for, though? So I am a royalist, which is right, not... Right, because I went for very, the same thing. Yeah. The very first time I played Demon's Souls, which obviously I've said in a previous podcast, I just didn't get on with it. But that was partially because I was barely out of my teenage years, I guess, (laughs) um, and just not very patient. But I would have chosen something like the, the, the knight. Yeah, because they I did like exactly the same the thing cover. the first time I, I played I, it. I went for Knight, and I'm regretting it because I'm not saying it's not the hardest class to pick, mm-hmm. but everyone's saying pick the royal class because well, yeah. it makes it easier. Yeah, and your equipment load as a knight is higher, so you do the fat roll, which is a much slower yeah, yeah. And evasion is an important part of a FromSoft <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, I feel so... 100%. Just yes, yeah, and obviously you can just strip down all your armor and not wear anything. Yeah, yeah. What good is that? But the royalist, when you start, comes with the soul arrow spell, and I'm trying not to rely on it because I need to train myself that eventually I won't be using that as much. Yeah, but it does help melt a lot of people. But it's incredibly very, OP at the, at the yeah, start of the yeah. game. At the start, it's mad. But I do genuinely think that Dark Souls, that Demon Souls, is harder in that opening area than any of the other FromSoft games I've really? played. I kind of found the opposite. I yeah. breeze through like I got to and beat the Phalanx like in an hour or so. No, see, but I found from that... this point on, I've just hit brick wall after brick wall. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm I'm just gonna leave this for a bit. Right, I, fair I enough. Found the enemies in uh, the start of Dark Souls are a lot. They're, they're not as wildly aggressive and you obviously do the whole point of dark souls and the souls games in general is that enemies are predictable which is how you yeah, learn yeah. the patterns with them but the you know those the first enemies that will either strike you once or they go into or they a go frenzy absolutely ham, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, i just kept getting caught <laughs> by that and then there's a lot of very dark areas which you know i've learned my lesson turn hdr off because <laughs> hdr is not great for it dark areas up, yeah um but yeah it just took me a while to get into the groove and Mm. while i was doing it it wasn't that i was getting overly frustrated because that is a beautiful game yeah and i do i really like the way that those games are designed but i found my groove i did the phalanx first time you know just chucked a load of oil at it basically yeah (laughs) i've now kind of been able to i obviously had quite a lot of souls on the back of that yeah yeah. so i was able to build a starting character i'm like okay i'm at a point now where i know where the story is going i know where my build is when I come back to the game, I will actually have a character that I can use because I went through that first area so many times that I fucking broke my rapier. 
Oh, Jesus um, Christ. And I didn't no. realise that... I didn't think... It didn't, doesn't really make it clear that there is the blacksmith in there before you defeat Phalanx, isn't there? Or do they yeah, turn well, I mean, the black, No, the blacksmith find. is already there, from what I believe. I think his name's yeah. Ed or something, and you can repair your equipment or, you know, upgrade and buy yeah, new stuff. Well, I got it in my head that he wasn't there until after you defeated Phalanx. So right, I was right. like, shit, I'm not going to have <laughs> any weapons by the time I get this. Yeah. Um, but no, so like it's all done and my character is ready for the adventure. And I know that you can do it relatively quickly. I certainly won't. Yeah. Um, but it's now a case of get Cyberpunk out of the way, come back to it. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. But like, yeah. Life's Jesse, on hold until Cyberpunk. Yeah. Jesse, but not for Jesse Gomez. finished it. Yeah, so it took me 23 hours to finish it. And when it comes to Demon Souls, I always found it before I um before like I kind of blasted through the uh, other Souls games and stuff. I always found Demon Souls to be the hardest, but mm-hmm. like you when I first played it, I didn't know what a Souls game was. I was impatient as hell and just I went for the knight because I thought man that intro makes the knight seem really cool and you know I like knights and swords and armor and stuff like I just it looks cool so I went for that build. You dress up as a knight on Fridays. Yeah 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 on Sundays too it's (laughs) quite fun but when when I played it like that and that's not really that's an advertised way to play right that's what you see in the trailers and stuff but it just it wasn't fun and I saw before I loaded up Demon Souls I saw someone on Twitter say if you just choose the royalties class, it's basically playing the game on easy mode. And I was like, I'm just going to do that because I want to have fun. And like Matt said, it, the royal the royalist class is OP. He has soul arrows, which so you can just hang back and blast through enemies. But in terms of the actual game itself, I'm kind of torn because hands down, it's the most beautiful next gen game I've played mm-hmm. so far. I've never really enjoyed photo mode all too much in games, but I've kind of just abused it. <laughs> in uh, demon souls especially since it acts as a pause button which you need to keep that in mind when you need a break but so i was using it more for that yeah 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 that, i did that game. so many times during boss battles but the game itself i think it's it's too faithful down to a fault because mm-hmm. the ai itself i'm not like i'm not going to say the game's mad easy but i think it is the easiest souls game because the, a lot of the ai back then because scenario the first souls game you can kind of really just abuse them a lot of the melee guys, they're often slow and it's easy just to backpedal and then do the backstab and put in a lot of damage. And it's the same for the bosses as well. If you're not going up against a boss who moves fast and has, you know, a humongous sword, then a lot of them, you can just kind of find what their swinging arm is and just keep rolling behind them and just mm-hmm. attacking them. And that's the thing. They've made such a faithful recreation. They, you know, worked from the original code from the base game and just essentially updated the visuals. But everything else, I don't think... The AI is all too great, and I'm not a big fan of the bosses as well, to I be honest. I think they're walking a tight line with that, aren't they? Because they obviously want to make the ultimate version of this game. Yeah, and if they if they tweet any of that stuff, there'd be a lot of people, like, no, considering I, how faithful people are to this for the series. Yeah. I'm not going to say tribalistic, but some, some of them are. Oh, no, Souls, but, Souls um, fans go know. hardcore when it comes to exactly yeah. how the games play. And, like, don't get me wrong, there are a few minor gameplay differences like one of them is fractured mode which actually mirrors the worlds when you play Mm -hmm. them so you can offer up souls to get like to enter fractured mode and that you know that kind of throws off your balance just because it it feels entirely different but i i just don't think it's the best souls game because it still has all the faults that were then fixed for dark souls and dark souls 2 and 3 and Mm. you know bloodborne stuff from playing like i'm by no means a souls expert i played hour or two of all of them pretty much like this one, yeah, you can see what they've learned from this one yeah. that they mastered in later ones. Like, 
I, if if I'm gonna finish one like this is the one I'd want to give a go to because of how beautiful it looks and because it's new. Yeah. But ultimately, I think Bloodborne, uh, Bloodborne, <laughs> or Sekiro or Dark Souls one, I'm much more enjoyed what I've played of them. Yeah. I do think they're more forgiving. I I prefer the bonfire system a lot more to what they have with the archstones in this. Yeah, because feels- in this it's going from boss to boss and you could be right outside that boss door and then you you know, you fuck up and you die and it's like, man, I have to go through all of that. And you know, you unlock shortcuts yeah. and you can play it smart depending on your build and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's still frustrating where you know exactly how to get to that boss. You died at the boss, but now I have to run all the way through those enemies and there's always gonna be yeah. a few tough ones. And that's what's Especially when frustrating. That's, that's my main like qualm with Souls games is the checkpointing. And it's not so much the difficulty that gets me. It's if I lose to a boss, the feeling of, oh, I just have to do that 20 minutes to get to that boss again in yeah, Demon's yeah, yeah. Souls. Like, I know you can just sprint through if if you know exactly where to go. Yeah, but even then it's still hard because then all those enemies are going to be chasing you. So by the time you get to the mm-hmm. boss fight, if you're out of stamina but, and stuff, they're going to be right behind you and they're going to attack exactly. you. Exactly. Like the one I tried to do that with was, like I've tried the Tower Knight twice. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely battered me. Like <laughs> running across that bridge with the dragon and stuff, it's just, it's not simple as just sprint, sprint, sprint. Like you have to time and then probably get shot by someone mm-hmm. with a knight. Yeah. Whereas, bow. you know, I know exactly what you mean. If you go to Bloodborne, which I do think is a perfect video game, basically... <laughs> the the way that those shortcuts work is you generally unlock a shortcut that is within a minute of the boss yeah and mm-hmm. you know if they were to remaster bloodborne for ps5 without oh. the loading times on death man because be that's wicked. the thing that actually frustrates you is that it's not only that you die you have to wait kind of like two minutes for the for the level to load back in then you've yeah. got to do your, your run stuff like that and at least like, with demon souls that's instant that's gone now like yeah. they probably had to add those loading screens in just for a <laughs> laugh because you know it's it's almost instant well i think they did say didn't they say so they had to add a couple of seconds to the loading time so death felt like it had a consequence right like <laughs> if it auto brought you back to life people were just like oh it's oh, just not blast like, it. they wanted that feeling that old feeling yeah. of death is a punishment in that game but that's my problem this just feels like a really this feels like the most beautiful playstation 3 game i've ever played because that that's what it is right yeah yeah exactly (laughs) because it's it's it is the it's near enough the perfect remake or Mm -hmm. remaster whatever it is like you know and just playing this game at 60 frames a second like performance man i i want to go i want to look at the game at true 4k but it just it 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 takes away from that experience when you just get to play, you know, a Souls game with just such a smooth framework and it still looks so beautiful. But the problem is that it's so, like I said, faithful to a fault where the AI, it just feels so outdated. And a lot of the bosses, specifically one that um, I'm not going to spoil here, but the boss is more of a puzzle. And mm-hmm. it's just, I just didn't find the boss fights to be particularly fun. And for me, a Souls game is, you know, working towards getting these fantastic, like magical bosses. And in this game, they a lot of them just feel really dumb and easy to abuse i know exactly what you mean because having never got to the first boss of of demon souls the first time i played it around i was surprised that the phalanx demon is just a giant pool of goo with shields (laughs) whereas like my first souls proper souls game that i've played through was bloodborne Mm. in which father gascoigne is arguably one of the most difficult fights in gaming history absolutely fucks you up compared to the lot of the bosses in demon souls it's like at that point you're not in necessarily into the swing of bloodborne at that point and he is very very difficult for a first boss and similarly kind of the first boss of dark souls 3 is if you've not played a souls game before he's pretty fast 
yeah in comparison and sort of like you know i guess kind of asylum demon is 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 easy in comparison mm. but you can see when you start then tracking out this linear path of going from demon souls to to dark souls all the way up to to bloodborne you yeah. can see that increase in understanding that it's not just about making the bosses exciting it is about making them like your first milestone whereas yeah phalanx like for me the milestone was just learning the crowd control of how demon souls works yeah rather than the phalanx itself there, there was only one boss fight in demon souls which i had problems with and that's because he is infinitely faster compared to every other boss and there are some bosses who are humongous like the tower knight you know he's mm-hmm. a big guy he's intimidating when you first face him but there's one real just 99 percent of the bosses can be solved by just you know locking onto them and just running sideways when they swing you just just basically staying behind them that's the easiest way to defeat most of these bosses and the ai just can't seem to cope with it and like i said it feels like i'm playing just a fantastically beautiful I mean, ps3 game <laughs> the good news here is is like so so the other games have normally taken me about eight hours to beat i might mm. do this one in 25 <laughs> yeah genuinely like if you're if you're using magic and you know what cop is super fun still like yeah it's oh, an I easy really way like to get through yeah. yeah and and this is the thing like i'm still surprised that souls doesn't have this like it's, it's holding on to this old style of co-op which souls has always had like i just wish i could just invite matt or invite you cardi into mm-hmm. a, a server and that's it no using a password or anything like using the different stones for when you can get invaded and stuff it's novel but it isn't anymore just let me invite someone into my game so it can be co-op please mm-hmm. elden ring mate <laughs> it could all be there in elden ring i hope i hope it looks yeah. as good as this game because if it doesn't then that's going to be disappointed if blue point have somehow made a better looking souls game than what well, Bluepoint do guys. make some of the best-looking games yeah. out there. Uh, but anyway, from Demon Souls to Fortnite, quite the uh, <laughs> quite the turn there. Uh, Jesse, you've played a little bit of Fortnite Season 5. The reason I'm bringing this up is I want to know about it because I got caught up yesterday. We're recording this on a Wednesday, which is a rare thing for us. Um, yeah. There was the big Galactus fight on Tuesday night, mm. which I'd heard about, and I saw it, I was like, this looks cool. And then... yeah. I was just like, I had, I did have one of those moments. Where it's like, I feel like I'm missing out here because every time I see one of these massive Fortnite events, I'm like, these are really cool. It, it's like, a spectacle. When I first, they I, put, yeah, so much they put effort, so much in, yeah, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Well, and I've kind of got that feeling like, is it time I got back into Fortnite? And should this be the season to do it? That, that, that's the thing. <laughs> the thing is, the problem is, yeah, I'm not qualified to even answer that because the only time I play Fortnite is for work the first time i played fortnite was for work and like the thing is a lot of people like to rag on fortnite but it plays really well and it is a fun game but it's not exactly the kind of game that i want to play like despite it not being my favorite game it plays really well and every time they have a movie game or tv like tie-in it's always done in a really cool way and when i saw that video of like the final boss fight of the previous season with galactus it was really intimidating and really well done and cool because it's this huge guy just coming out and then you have to fight him on the battle bus and stuff yeah and you well, know, wait, you i know a lot him. of people have said yeah, you fight galactus on the battle oh, bus i didn't realize that was what they were... i had yeah, no it was idea the fight against galactus was the end of the season yeah. so obviously I... the whole season was marvel themed mm-hmm. mm. so i knew that galactus was there at the end of the season i assumed it was just kind of like he turned up and ate the universe or something like that i didn't realize yeah. there was a fight against no, him yeah, everyone yeah. had to fight him yeah and it, so it was kind of like like, this take has been done a thousand times already, but it's kind of embarrassing that Fortnite have managed to do a better Marvel game than the Avengers did. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, a, and like, they, a bigger event. And when they did Star Wars as well, like, I was I was messing around with the Star Wars update a while back when they had, like, you know, lightsabers included, and I was like, 
man, I'm having more fun with this than I was with Fallen Order. And that really <laughs> that really says something, man. Well, like, that's Star bad Wars news. is back <laughs> this season. So the Mandalorian's in, isn't he? Yes, and that's what this latest season involves. From what I understand, it's uh, like Galactus has fucked up the world or whatever, and now the, the, the best hunters are now being placed into Fortnite and stuff. And that's where you actually get to either play as the Mando yourself with a skin, or you actually get to fight him in the map. The Razor Crest is crashed right in the middle of the map. And if you go and meet Mando, you have to battle him, and he is overpowered as hell. But once you <laughs> kill him, he drops his jetpack and his rifle, and then, you know, you get to mess around with that until you eventually die or win. But what's also cool as well is that there's other hunters around the, the world. So it's like NPCs and you can talk to them. You can get contracts to hunt down other players who are currently around your area okay, so and stuff. Kind of done a, I mean, this may be not new to anyone who plays Fortnite. Oh, I yeah, 100%. I didn't, know they had, I didn't know they had stuff like this, which is kind of like what Warzone brought into Battle Royales, which is like the contract system of like the games within a game. So yeah, yeah. That's I, cool if they've I, got I, I don't really follow Fortnite or, but every time I do play it and I know that I'm never going to play it again unless, you know, I have to do it for another update or whatever, I always have fun with it because it's like, wow, there's so much effort being put into this game. And it's yeah. with every single update as well. Like just looking at Galactus again, it looked cool, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you do get baby odor if you reach a level 100 on the battle pass is what i've seen so i, I don't actually i didn't actually know that but that is cool <laughs> yeah. yeah a level 100 probably takes quite a bit of time uh, mm. but yeah I'm, I'm tempted to jump back in but i'm also tempted to jump back into red dead online because I, they've added some cool stuff and i played for like the first week it came out originally when it was a little rocky yeah and i just because i love like red dead Two so much like absolutely adore that game but the things you love and about red dead 2 are those the same things you can love about red exactly. dead online <laughs> no that's the point because yeah. the reason i love red dead 2 so much is because that cast of characters are the best cast of characters i've ever played with in a game I yeah 100 like, arthur i miss dearly whenever i think about him uh I, I don't feel bad by saying like I, f- I teared up when i played that game at certain moments but, yeah and, and no like, other game Arthur has done that for me incredible character yeah yeah and well, I prefer him to John now, which I've never thought I'd say before. No, like Red Dead absolutely too. agree. But, and I think Dutch is probably my favourite game, uh, probably my favourite character in any game. I love Dutch. Mm. But, but, yeah, that's the problem with online is you do have some characters. You have, like, Bonnie from Red Dead 1, and you have, like, some of the extra, because it's a prequel to Red Dead 2. So I think Sadie is in it now, yeah. and her husband and stuff, because it's obviously a prequel. But... But you don't speak. You're not playing as a character. You're just playing as a exactly. shell. Exactly. I'm playing as a voiceless character, which isn't the same. Like I've created my Daniel Plainview. He looks exactly <laughs> like Daniel Plainview and my horse Eli. Yeah. Like I am role playing as the Delby. Be- this is the closest I'll get to a Delby be blood game. God, and you love that um, film, man. But no, <laughs> it it was just a little boring. There was limited stuff to do when it launched. But now it looks like there's a lot more to do. There's a lot more missions. They've got these career paths, so you can be a bounty hunter, like right? A, is it a naturist, a mm-hmm. moonshiner? Mm. There's one that I think I, that tempts me, which is just collector. You just go around collecting stuff. That's <laughs> cool. I'm kind because of, that's what I love about Red Dead is just riding around that world and not necessarily getting into fights. Because yeah, let's be honest, the shooting is absolutely fine. Like that's not the thing I love about the game is the combat. But but with online, yeah. everyone is going to pick a fight with you. You could be picking up some beautiful flowers and then you get bloody trampled I'm just going by a to horse. Passive mode. I'm so glad yeah. they did passive. Yeah, mode. fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, I just want to. I just want to get into some posse, a posse with some friends, even, and um, yeah, just 
have some fun. That's good. I'm feeling it. Yeah, but yeah. I also downloaded that, which is because it's now standalone. How big is it? Download. It's still 110 gig. That's too much, so man. <laughs> I down I downloaded it and. It still has the story option in there, so I don't even think it's a smaller download. It just <laughs> it's just like if fuck you it is paid the game. <laughs> for just Red Dead Online, it just locks off story mode Hold for on, you. Like you're still... you. Have you bought Red Dead Online despite the fact you surely already own it? No, no, this? I didn't. I didn't buy it. You can download it from the store for free. If right, you own it, okay. just right. Red Dead Online. But yeah, it's still absolutely massive. So um, Warzone, GTA Five, and this—if you have those on your PS Five, it's oh, done. Like, like I finished. have 30 gigabytes free, and on my PS5 at the moment, I have Warzone, Overwatch, Red Dead, Siege, uh, and FIFA. I think that's pretty that's, much that's it. That's not like a lot of games. <laughs> You've only got no. only one of those games is a PS5 game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, those mad. Mate, rings. There's the there's Friday when you're listening to this. There's the uh, FIFA 21 upgrade, so I'll have to replace that. Hopefully, that's not any bigger, <laughs> so I won't be able to have it. Yep. Uh, but yeah. I should probably take advantage of that external storage for some of these older games, shouldn't I? Yeah, 100%. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling like getting into that. If anyone, I'd like to hear from anyone, actually, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. If you've played a lot of Red Dead 2 online, or just a lot of Red Dead online, I should say, A, have you had a good time? And B, what is the best things to do? Because I've been looking up, like, I just don't know. Once to land in that world, what should you do? Should you go and do some of the story mission stuff, or should you just basically muck about i, don't I, feel, know. I feel like so, it has to be funner when you play with friends i feel like that's the only way to play oh GTA absolutely i'm not gonna Dead. play that by myself yeah, yeah, yeah so i recently watched our, our friends over at rkg did like a series that was um mm-hmm. based on mental health in games which um like was quite a useful and helpful resource to watch if mm. you if you got some of those issues that's very good you should watch all of those yeah, yeah. but i what one of the ones is obviously it has our friend lucy james in it and she's playing red dead with them and one of the mm-hmm. things is like i've always been tempted by red dead online because i loved westworld when it was good <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that idea and it's also it it's got a little bit of the sea of thieves thing for me where it's just like going prat about in a place mm-hmm. and sort of just role play a bit like just pretend you're a cowboy rather than playing a video game and that sort of side of it appeals to me but I need to know before I sort of feel like I want to go and put any effort into it. Like, does it have longevity for me in the same way that Sea of Thieves didn't to begin with, but now there's a bunch of stuff in it that does mean that it's rewarding for the weird lack of stuff that you put into it. That's another Mm. one I keep thinking about is Sea of Thieves. I'm like, they've got full campaign stuff now and I keep thinking maybe that is worth doing. Yeah, But it's it's light enough to just be something that you prat around in friends with. Mm -hmm. Like you can be doing that campaign, but it's not like, trying to like me and cardi we've tried to we've we've you know put 10 or so hours into divinity but that is a harder game to play co-op because it demands quite a lot of your attention and normally when you're playing co-op you end up just want to prat around and you can prat around in divinity like it's got a lot of stuff that you can do but i think kind of like it's much easier when it's lighter lifting to stay with it for longer there there is a reason i've got 150 hours into avengers and it's not just because i have no taste (laughs) Uh, but yeah uh, oh, Kate Bishop next week. That reminds me. Oh, is it next week? Ooh, the eighth, Kate Bishop. When's Spider Man happening, man? That's when I want to at least just oh, play the make, game again. I've got to make room my PS5 for that now. I'm not Jesus. making room for that. I'll yes. come back later. The thing is, everybody's <laughs> going to want to play as Kate. Everyone wants to play as Kate, right? And mm-hmm. so that means I'm not going to get the opportunity to play as Kate. So I'll just come back like when the novelties were. It's the same with Overwatch. It's always like, don't play the new character in the first four weeks because everyone wants to play as them. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. Oh, cool. 
Um, I was going to briefly talk about Siege on PS5 as well, but I don't think that's a lot to say unless you guys have anything to say. Um, it Obviously, you get the free upgrade if you already own Siege on PS4 or Xbox One. Um, it looks a bit crisper. You can now play 4K60. The reticles look very sharp. I'm a big fan of that. Yep. Uh, the thing I mainly yeah. like about it is that it actually fucking boots up in 25 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is the main thing, 100%. Previously, when we used to be in the office, we used to all boot the game up before <laughs> walking to the shops. Yeah. And then by yeah. the time you get back, it would be just about done. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's madness. But yeah, none of that. Anymore, just a man. little PSA more than anything. You can now upgrade Siege for free if you didn't know. Uh, Make use of that haptic feedback, baby. Exactly. Uh, shall we play an endless search? Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? I don't often host these games, but you know what? It's always time for a change, and here it is. So we have a game from Ben. He says, good morning, lads. Loving the podcast as always. The dry humour is quintessential British comedy I need on a Saturday morning. Quintessential British comedy. Wow. I, I will 100% take that. agree. I mean, we are up there with what? The Office, Peep Show, Partridge. Partridge. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. 40 Towers. <laughs> yeah, look out, look out. John Cleese turned out. That's what we've got ahead of us. <laughs> That's sad. Anyway, this game is called Traffic Movie, which is movie round translated like the following. I've picked a movie translated from English, Chinese, Icelandic, Malay to English. The answers are in the notes, which I have. And obviously you don't, or else that'll be cheating. handy that you have those. Exactly. So, shall we begin, boys? So these are movie titles that have been Been translated translated quite a few times. Through those languages. Yes. Well, the first film is called Sunset. Sunshine? Sunset. Sunset, yeah. Oh, Moonlight? Oh, see what I did there, though? Clever, innit? <laughs> sun, sunshine. Uh, sorry, sun... Sunset. What was it? Sunset. Some of these... I know some of these that I wouldn't get, but some of them, like, I feel like... Sun, sunset. I'm trying to think where you could... Translate sun. Like, it's got to be sun something. Is that sun with a U, by the way? It's not like sun with an O set. No, no, no. It's as you would, <laughs> okay. as you would spell sunset. sunset. What are you thinking, Matt? Is, can you give me a clue in the... Is the original <laughs> title still one word? Yes. Oh, oh okay. Oh, it's not Jesus. I don't think it's a film that you lot would have watched, or at the very least, enjoyed. We both, me and Cardi, have quite broad. Yeah, but I, I don't think you lot would have enjoyed this film or films. Hmm. Um, That's so another clue. Films, yeah. Twilight. There you go. You got there it. You go. I. I uh, think it's something you think I wouldn't like. I reckon Matt actually quite likes the first I, Twilight. So I think the first Twilight is actually all right. <laughs> <laughs> Genu- genuinely think it's a pretty decent little bit of YA. They go I, off I the deep actually, end. I can't actually say I've fully watched any of them. So. I have embarrassingly watched all of them in cinema and did a marathon like last year when me and my girlfriend wanted to watch some really shit films. Because they are, they are a laugh, but the performances I in never, those films never, are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch good films. All right. Just watch good ones. <laughs> Second I watched them um, yesterday. Sorry, oh, bring it back. I watched Prisoners again yesterday. What's that? That is one of the best films of the last. Exactly, that is one of the best <laughs> films of the last ten years. 
and everyone should watch Prisoners. It's by Denny Villeneuve, who did Blade Runner 2049 and Sicario and Arrival. Sicario is doing so. it's, it's a very dark like cr- thriller, crime thriller. That's all I'll say about it. Oh, well, that I'm, film is phenomenal. It's basically, I'm putting it out there, it's the equivalent prestige to Nolan is Prisoner to Denny Villeneuve. It's the film of Denny Villeneuve that people that's, don't That's some pretty high praise, man. Damn. Yeah. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, All right. I was having this chat with Daniel Cooper last night, and we <laughs> we couldn't say enough good things. Right, well, there we go. one point to Cardi. Second film. Sorry. Ryan's security guard. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> there you go. You got the point. <laughs> I reckon Ryan probably helped. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you are. Third film. Special treatment of an outsider. Hmm. <laughs> Close encounters of the third kind. <laughs> Special treatment of an outsider. Of no idea. <laughs> what are you thinking, Cardi? Use that Special deep film knowledge out- you have. I'm trying to think of outsider, what that could translate as. This is this is a tough one. This is a tough one for sure. Yeah. Special treatment. What, what, what? Do you Just give up? Kindness? I don't know. Have, do you forfeit? There, there must be a clue you have. Honestly, I haven't seen this film, so I cannot assist you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd search it up, say who's in it. <laughs> I feel like that's you too much Google. of a big giveaway. You've had at least 40 minutes to prep uh, this quiz, mate. <laughs> you know what? I've had enough of your attitude. You two have lost this one. I'm going to say it. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. There no, you go. I wouldn't know. See, I've never even seen one. the film myself, so... Uh, it's very good. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, I'll, the, the I'll, I'll add it to the excellent. list. Okay, yeah. fourth film. In turn. Two words. In turn. So, like, in turn, as in, like, T-U-R-N, not like an intern. No, 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 in turn. Okay, in turn. And the actual title also is two words as well. It's got to be in or on or in I feel like you would have seen I feel like both of you have seen this film in turn turn do you, do you want do you want to do you want to wee, do like, wee, wee little clue you have to try it's basically okay. synonyms the yeah, game yeah. isn't it yeah. it's it's an animated film in onwards oh Intern. Did you want? Do you want another little bonus clue? Yeah, give give us some crumbs. It was released in 2015. Inside oh. Out. There you go. One oh. point for that. Congratulations, buddy. I, d- I, d- <laughs> yeah. I genuinely don't think that makes any sense. Like you yeah. might as well be speaking Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is kind of what this is doing. Yeah, I know. All right, fifth film. Been in Hollywood or been in Hollywood. Once not as in, not as in, like, not as in, like, time, in, yeah. There you go, you got it, Carly. I think Matt said it first. Yeah. Right, all right then. It's two yeah. two, baby. I, I wanted, I uh, wanted to clarify. Recently, it wasn't like baked bean in Hollywood. Like it's bean <laughs> in Hollywood. All right. Yeah, I've, uh, in. I still I've been in. I still haven't seen the film. Really, I do need to give it a go. So I've done a big turn on that film. I, I recently you just said you loved the 4K it. Blu-ray. So when I originally saw it, I was a little underwhelmed. Oh, okay. I didn't love it. I've seen it twice since, and I do now think it is absolutely exceptional. <laughs> so I, I, I think you might be thinking of me 
uh, Jesse. Oh, yeah, I you hate the film, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I think okay. it's bad. Right. Have you watched it since, though? No, you... I'm never okay. going back to it, Cardi. Well, that's <laughs> got strong feelings. I remember you talking it's, about it on the podcast, to be it's fair. It's like three and a half hours long. Like, that's, if I really didn't like it long. the first time around. Three. Just put it on, like, two times speed, mate. That's why I do with films. But yeah, I've, I've got the joke. 4K Blu-ray coming. So I'll fair put enough. that on for a treat. All right, we've got another one here, obviously. Number six is The Story of the Wedding. Wedding Crackers? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's a brilliant guess. The Princess Bride? Oh, Marriage Story. There you go, you got it. Oh, Congratulations, that, baby. That makes sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it certainly does. That's no, a I, good film. Yeah. I do enjoy this one, though. Number seven is Brother-in-Law. Stepbrothers? There you go. <laughs> do any of you, do, thing, do, you, do, you, do you lot enjoy that uh, film? I feel like a lot a of people film. are torn. I, I quite enjoy I, it. I, I don't like Step Brothers. I'm aware that I'm in a very minority on that. I, but. I like it, but I don't, I don't revere it like some do. That's certainly fair enough. Number eight. Tokyo glides on with speed and passion. Oh, Fast and Furious <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's absolutely the best one. <laughs> speed and passion. All right. Oh. Number nine. What's the score, Je- Jesse? Oh, Cardi three, Matt four. Oh. It's pretty close, mate. It's pretty close. And there's I mean, 10 yeah, films. Be much closer, could it? All right. Number nine. Steel Parts. Oh, Real Steel. No. Mm, Iron Giant. <laughs> no. <laughs> as in steel, as in the metal. Uh, yes. Okay. Both of you have... Steel abs- Magnolias. No, but both of you have absolutely seen this film. Iron Man. I don't know why I keep translating <laughs> steel to iron. They're different things. I mean... Hmm. 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 I feel like if there's any hints to give, it'll be too much of a giveaway. But... Yeah. Okay, I'll just do it. No. The, the the part of the original title is in that translation. Steel okay. parts. And you two have definitely seen this film. <laughs> Is it steel or parts? Like, yeah. Parts. I can't think of oh. steel. It's not real steel. Steel. Oh. What are uh, you metal saying, Matt? Parts. Anything? I, I don't know. Parts. Oh man, it's one. Of is the... it steel or parts? Just tell us. Steel. Steel is a film that's not real steel <laughs> or steel magnolias. You, you two have definitely seen steel. this film. A hundred percent. Steel. <laughs> do you, do you there can't up? be many more films with the word steel in it. It's probably the biggest film that has the word steel in it. <laughs> and it's not real steel. How no, dare you? No, it's not. <laughs> steel. Oh, this is going to drive do you, me insane. Do you forfeit? Do you give up? No, no. What is... It's the first... Is it two words again? It's three. Three? Yeah. Man of steel. There you go. You got it. There you, there you go. How dare Jesus. you suggest that Man of Steel is bigger than Real Steel? You, you, it you absolutely some sort of real is, isn't it? Steel I'm fucking not. Hugh <laughs> <laughs> right. Jackman's finest work. This is the final film. Both of you are on 4-4. This is the tiebreaker, boys. 12 C's. 12 monkeys? C's. 12 C's? 
Ocean's 11. Ocean's 12. There you go. You got it. Oh, no, I went for 11. <laughs> Congratulations. Cardi is the winner of... I feel like we got some hints the there, so. Well, you know, it's, it's nice yeah. to be kind sometimes, but I, I think my favourite still has to be Tokyo Glides On With Speed and Passion. That is that class. <laughs> that is very good. I would watch that film. Uh, yeah, there we go. That was a fun game. Thank you. Was that Ben, did you say? Yes. That's good. I enjoyed that. We should do it with some video game names. I imagine that's quite a hard one to um, do because I remember when I've done that before with like the quotes one. Like mm. Sometimes they just don't translate at all. A lot of these would go over my like, head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, let's have some feedback, Matthew. Okay, yeah, I've got one here from Luke Morgan who says... Firstly, great pad Let me reset myself. Let's rewind Firstly, firstly, great podcast. Long-time listener, blah, blah, <laughs> love the prestige, etc. That's not me filling in for him. Um, my console journey has not been as long as some. I pretty much started with the PlayStation 1, the OG of gaming for me, in brackets, I did spend a few years on Pokemon Game Boy Color, but always come back to a proper couch console, which I think is very similar to me. I very rarely play my Switch in handheld. Um, I managed to get my hands on a PS5 on day one in the UK. We're now one week in, and I'd like to share my thoughts so far. In terms of my background, my journey to here has gone a PS1, a PS2, an Xbox 360, a PS4, which was sold, then a PS4 again, sold it again, had ended up with an xbox one however most of my time was spent on runescape Ten thousand hours in game time Jesus. really held me back from other things. what a legend what a legend boy boy loves himself some runescape you're a winner never... if you're getting that many hours in a game that's free <laughs> <It's Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> uh bet jagex love him uh <laughs> with that in mind i really missed out on all the sony exclusives and all my friends were talking about god of war and spider-man and i didn't understand the hype until now i've completed astrobot miles morales and god of war three incredible games what since i the... feel sorry i thought you meant like he's finished all those games since the ps5 has been out i, mean, I think be... that's what he's trying that's to say that. yeah i mean astrobot's three hours miles i thought morales god of war is, like is mad long seven I haven't it's actually like finished it, so... 20 to 30, depending on... Oh, okay, on. that's yeah. not too bad, then. Like, I've done 30. I was uh, The great thing about the new uh, PlayStation UI is that I can snoop to see how long people have been playing games for. <laughs> um, you snooping on me? Yeah, because I wanted to know how long it took everybody to do... Because we had an argument... Well, not an argument, but a little discussion about <laughs> how long The Last of Us was, and I said it was 35 hours. It's so about it was, 25, isn't it? So Dale, Dale said to me, like, it was 25, argument. and I thought it was 35. Argument. Um, and I did it. I did it in thirty-four, and you did it in twenty-eight. I think I had a look at your profile. Um, Dale has spent ninety-nine hours in it. God knows oh, that's, what he's that's been doing. too much, man. He's trying to get those trophies. He's got the the platinum, he? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's he's, he's ill. <laughs> back to Luke, who says, "I feel like I'm at that point where you finish a TV show and you don't know what to do next. Help is appreciated." In brackets, Valhalla, Last of Us, Red Dead, Avengers are all unplayed. What is my next step? Not Avengers. In terms of general thoughts, I love the PS5. Fortunately for me, I've had no teething problems, not even a blip. The controller is hands down the best part, and the reason why I couldn't get on with a PS4, I feel the new controller fits much better. I've played... Oh, Cardi, just... Nobody can see your sense, mate. <laughs> mm. 
I've played 40 hours of PS5 in one week while working a 50-hour job and I have two kids. It's easily the most gaming fun I've had in a while. <laughs> what a time to be alive. No drowning stories to share today, but I do have one banked for a rainy day. Oh, a tease. Please keep up the good work. My commute to work wouldn't be the same without IGN, Kind of Funny, and other great gaming podcasts. I do have a question for Jesse. Hello. Why does he like older games so much? <laughs> Isn't he a youngster like me? What drives this fire of his? So... Let's there are th- like three questions here, isn't there? Yeah. So let's yeah. start with you, Jesse. Why do you yeah. like old games so much? Because old games are bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a, a lot of them are. To be honest, um, I think for me, it just began with I I wasn't able to play a lot of games when I was younger. I'd probably get like maybe two new games a year back when I was mm-hmm. in school, and it started with the N sixty four and you know PlayStation one, PlayStation two, and so forth, and. I don't know, like most of my time was, you know, at school looking forward to on the weekend, just blitzing through whatever game I had and then just constantly replaying it. And a lot of those older games I've, you know, played to death and I just, I, they're still so special to me. And a lot of my favorite horror games as well are part of the PlayStation 2, uh, you know, that kind of generation. Um, but I just, as well, it just comes, it comes down to a lot of those games. Just, I don't know, man. I just, I just love them. It's, it's, re- it's really hard to explain. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely something about that PS2 era of horror. A because I think horror was I think bigger that's when it was still budgets yeah. at the time because you find that especially like if you look at something like Dead Space, mm. which you know that EA are never going to make another Dead Space again because uh, survival horror just isn't big enough to support yeah, yeah, that yeah. budget. But I think in the PS2 era and the PS1 era, like people were playing those games to support the budgets they were made for. Yeah, yeah. But I noticed that a lot of the horrors that you play these days, Jesse, are homages to that era. Yeah, like yeah. indie games that are homaging that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There are uh, just some eras where, yeah, like you said, like the late 90s, early 2000s, like, yeah, survival horror and horror were just probably at their peak in games. Just like, I don't know, my probably favourite period for films is the 70s, just because mm. I like the style of film mm-hmm. they were making. That was just... Yeah, yeah. It's so, like a similar sort of thing. Isn't it? In twenty years, people will probably think back of this era being the peak for like open worlds, where yeah, kind of mm-hmm. like not necessarily the peak, but like a fondly remembered point where open worlds found their feet and yeah, actually yeah. felt like worlds rather than like levels. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but his other question there was about kind of like where should he go from now? Ooh. So, well, sorry, what were the ones mentioned? So he mentioned Valhalla, Last of Us, Red Dead, and Avengers. Out of them, <sighs> okay. I would say Valhalla, Last of Us and Red Dead absolutely Avengers yeah. <laughs> so it's about, if you are a huge Marvel fan then you will enjoy Avengers but if you're if, if you're not into those comics I like the other three are definitely the ones to go for I'd say like yeah. it depends how much you said you don't normally have a lot of time on your hands Valhalla and Red Dead you That's could easily gonna... spend a hundred hours um, yeah but Last some people want to more yeah some people do want to spend more time in one game so exactly. that like you know if you are spending what is valhalla like 60 quid mm-hmm. and you don't mind sort of having that as a giant journey you go on i think like that and, yeah. and red dead are absolutely I will perfect say, those ones you'd have to buy whereas if you haven't played the original last of us then that's in the playstation plus collection if you have yeah. PlayStation plus so you can just download and play that straight away and then move on to two which i couldn't recommend i, I would even that. recommend the yakuza series because you can play near enough mm. all of them they've been remade they're great value for money and they're genuinely hilarious and just fun to play and they're quite long as well if you just want to focus on one game too yeah i think i'm gonna between now and cyberpunk i'm gonna play as much like a dragon as i can so mm. yakuza is 
on the menu for me as well. But yeah, you've Fair got enough. you've got a lot to look forward to. Out of those, I'd go Last of Us personally, and Red Dead, then Valhalla. Mm-hmm. But there you go. And if you didn't have a PS3 as well, kind of like you've obviously got the whole Uncharted series that you could potentially have a look at. Like you can use the PlayStation now as well because you can just get a few of those games. Yeah, there's there's obviously different ways to get that collection. And the original, like first game especially, is starting to feel a bit creaky now. But they are all very charming, and you Mm. can you you go on quite a journey with those. So that's definitely something. And for for me, Horizon is one of my favourite games of all time. So I would Mm -hmm. very much recommend trying that. Yeah, it's very good. And you've also got uh, 2018 Spider-Man, if you did love Miles Morales as well. Mm, That's true. Lots of good choices. This is from Elliot, and they say, Hey all, your PSP chat reminded me of one of my favourite all-time anecdotes. That's how you say that word. Anecdotes. Anecdotes, yeah, that's it. There's a C. I barely ever say that word. Just want to put that out there. Have you got any good stories about that word? No. (laughs) But I get the joke. (laughs) Cheers. Regarding my former housemate. So they've got a little story about regarding their former housemate. Let's get to it. The lad had received a chipped, and then in brackets, fuck, PSP from his grandmother. Also, fuck. I don't know what that's meant to insinuate there, like, but... Well, wouldn't, if, wouldn't you be well, mad? Like, I'll be yeah, fucking be well happy. happy if my if my nan gave me, like, a, a chipped or a modern chipped console. Like, that's, You'd also be like, very confused. Like, no, that'll be wicked. Like, it's like, you, you understand exactly what I want. That'll be that'll be wicked. Well, maybe that's where the fuck comes. He's like, fucking hell, my nan is so rad. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. She's like hacking and stuff, man. That's sick. <laughs> anyway, he got this. P- the lad got the PSP for Christmas and later took it with him as he went on a study holiday to Japan. Whilst chilling in his Tokyo hostel playing Guilty Gear X, his temper started to flare and his penchant for getting mad at video games took a turn for the extreme. He took the PSP Ooh. in both hands and proceeded to <laughs> to nuts. <laughs> Slash headbutt it so hard. Oh, okay. See, nut has got a different meaning these days, man. Not in the PSP yeah. day. Nah, right? <laughs> I, I still think it's so you, hard. That that's that shows where you spend your time on the internet because yes. nut in someone. Mate, you've mentioned you've mentioned about Overwatch porn in previous podcasts, so you can't you yeah. can't chat shit. Yeah, but you can't actually nut someone in Overwatch. You can't headbutt, can you? So. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Either way, this guy's PSP. <laughs> snapped in two this compounded his fury and he with great wailing and gnashing of teeth piece by piece tore the guts out of the handheld makes it sound like he ate it jesus christ (laughs) he looked up to see a handful of young travelers all backed up against the opposite wall of the room in minor terror being so engrossed he had not noticed their presence in the dormitory he casually dropped the remaining pieces swept them under his bed with his foot and went down to the bar pretending it never happened a stranger man you've never met thanks for all the great content and for the love of Satan, respect the sea. Elliot from Melbourne. Oh, there you, we go. That is bizarre. Like, I'm not an angry person. Yeah. Uh, Have you not ever smashed place. a controller? I've never done I, that. I've never broken... I've never... I've maybe dropped a phone once, I think. Yeah. But like, I've never... Act, like, I've never broken anything, like, out of rage yeah. or, like... I, I don't I know. don't get the people who get that angry that they break something that costs good money. Like, yeah, I, just, I get I, close I in FIFA it. sometimes. Sometimes if my goalkeeper does the things he does, you I, might I like do squeeze your controller, but a little yeah, bit harder. Well, but you're, you're not, not going to you know, throw it. my hands in the air out of frustration. <laughs> so I sound a bit crazy like yeah. that, you know. Just, I just, used um, to get used to get very very sweary as a kid, sort of like when I'd be about so like between fifteen and like twenty three, maybe on those modern warfare lobbies. Way. If things didn't go my way, I'd get very very sweary, but like mm. I'd massively calm down as an adult. Yeah, just just don't nut on your PSP, bro, man. It's just not cool. You don't do that. That's disgusting. 
Um, Off to you, you, Cardi. (laughs) I've got one here from Jack who says, Hi all, I'm an English teacher in Poland and last week I had a new student. I asked her if she'd ever been to England and she said no. What happened next was out of the ordinary. She started talking about a film that inspired her (laughs) to go to London and then she mentioned Elijah Wood's name and I said, the move... And Oh no, and she said, the movie was so inspiring I decided I had to visit London one day. (laughs) A surprising choice of inspirational film film but a solid reason nonetheless that film was green street <laughs> what imagine film? being green street what do you mean what film mate the only, day, thing, mate. the only thing the only thing i fucking day. yeah i know i know the uh, fucking quote because you love you guys love banging on about it but i've never seen green street itself oh mate all right is it, is it actually done. worth watching because no it's, okay it's shit okay. <laughs> it's I've, I've never seen anything about time, it it has the best accent ever in a film. It has Charlie Hunnam's Cockney accent, which is the best thing. Um, it's not a film you need to watch, but definitely do watch the compilation of his accent on YouTube. Because that is better than the film. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, imagine being inspired to go to London because... I thought she was going to say Lord Street. of the Rings. I was like, okay, like maybe Hobbiton in Wales, you know, you might have something similar going Wales? on there. Not, not, not exactly London. there's hobbits in Wales? What are <laughs> no, you about? What I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> Wales is probably more greener part of anywhere around here you can go to. You know, you, you could construe that as Hobbiton. I don't know, man. Rolling Hills. I, I understand what you mean, yeah. Jesse. Also, so she could go to my case, Cardi. which is Mordor. <laughs> yeah, you know, Croydon is Mordor. And there you no, go. Got the whole place. Mordor. It's the Midlands is where oh, we got okay. the idea Mordor, in London. Um, but anyway, uh, Jack's got a question. Have you ever been inspired to go somewhere because of a book, film, video game that wasn't a typical Midnight in Paris type film? For example, did Metro 2033 want to make you go to Moscow? What version uh, of Moscow do you want to go to, bro? Because <laughs> that's concerning. <laughs> Uh, Lord of the Rings for me. Like I want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, I've never been to New Zealand. Lord of the Rings is a good one. I yeah. Every time I play a Yakuza, it makes me want to go to Japan. 100%. Uh, I've never been to Tokyo, so I definitely want to uh, go to Tokyo. These are quite typical choices. So I guess I know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Closer to out me, of so the ordinary. I, I have been to Berlin before, but I've never been to ex-Soviet Berlin. Okay. Oh, okay. And certainly playing cold war was one of those things where like i bet this would be it so i've got a friend that has been and he's one of his specialist subjects is all stuff like the stasi and and kind of like what mm. the the um east german government were doing yeah yeah, yeah. and i it, it did make me think like i should take some time out like when covid's over and just go for and spend a few days and explore yeah. that kind of world i guess and I've see the remnants spent a day in berlin but i absolutely loved it i'd love to go yeah. back and do like i just did the thing you know see the brandenburg gate see the reichstag yeah and that's it and then so, I yeah to go play fifa i've yeah. done exactly that actually I've, i don't think i've told you this story about one uh, uh, the game will remain nameless but i i <laughs> went to for a uh, a preview event in what you know west berlin and and you know went to the brandenburg and all of that but Bizarrely, it was a World War Two strategy game, and they held the event in Goebbels's bunker. That's, a, that's not on, man. And like, they were when when they were telling me about it, they were like, "Oh, I was like, so where are we going tomorrow?" Because we were, you know, eating dinner. And, and the the guy that owned this company was like really proud. Was like, "Yeah, we found this really really great uh, place for us to do it. It's, it's Goebbels's propaganda bunker." 
That's and Jesus. so we went there and they gave us torches and we had to go down like the steps because it's in the actual building mm-hmm. that's above it has obviously was bombed during the yeah. war. So that's all kind of collapsed. But you went downstairs and obviously there's all of the tunnels that led you through. But they didn't turn any of the lights on and they had people in Nazi uniforms oh walking around days, like man. as a ghost tour. <laughs> I was like, someone's that's not like, fucking dreadful. Have Someone's a, not thought this through. Yeah, have a conversation. If, if you're going there you're like doing. on a kind of museum tour, then that's obviously totally fine. But if you're going there for a fucking game, it's like, lads, let's yeah. dress up as Nazis. That sounds tight. Then that's yeah. just disgusting. It's like weird because like five hours before I was at like the Holocaust um, Memorial, which I, the, the amount of people at the Holocaust Memorial that don't fucking understand what it's there for. Please, if you're there, don't just jump all over the slabs <laughs> or like try and position yourself between things for an Instagram photograph. It's a serious memorial, people. <laughs> Here we go. This this is turned into it piss, the it pisses me Berlin off, Tourist Board podcast. Um, <laughs> please have some respect. Um, but no, I completely agree. Um, yeah, that's good. I can't. I'm trying to think of any out of the ordinary like that that would just. I'm trying to think of the places I want to go, like just outside of my fucking apartment, man. I've been here for yeah, a year like now. anywhere at the moment. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of like Fallout. That looks nice at the yeah. moment. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that'll do. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to Boston? Like, to be I've quite never honest, been when... to Boston. I would so, love to go to Boston. Yeah. So I've never been to Boston. It's sort of like playing Fallout Four. It was a bit like I'd quite mm. like to see what the real version of this looks like. I'd like to visit yeah. all all the places where GTA takes place. LA. New York, Miami. Miami. Yeah. There we go. Good list. Can't London. think of anything else. Uh, yeah. Uh, every time I play FIFA, I thought, that's a nice stadium. I'd like to go there. There we go. Um, Fair yeah, enough. Let us know uh, if you ever gone to a place because of a film or a video game or indeed a book. I suppose actually think about it. There's a lot more film ones that you mm. know i'd love to go to see but yeah that's for another day isn't it um this was fun what um music shall we have let's have a look what did we talk about mm, there's not really any immortals we get some, like some greek rap that would be fun isn't it <laughs> what for immortals come on guys with it. Well, I know I knew that what you meant it was for immortals but i didn't realize that greek rap was necessarily yeah, let's a just thing spice it up man fuck it so i mean admittedly when I did my Spotify rap, it did say I'd li- listen to kind of like 260 different genres this year. Yeah, so like, there you go. Well, One of them was Greek rap. Well, exactly. no, not any of them were Greek rap, but if there are that many genres in my listening field, there must be Greek rap somewhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jesse, go find some. Uh, or how about Who Wants to Live Forever? <laughs> oh, okay. We... There you no. go. No. We'll pick science. But anyway... Please send your feedback to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. This was lovely. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.